0: Hello and welcome to the Beyond the Years podcast. This is a new show where we talk movies, music and everything in between. I'm Aidan, but I can't do this alone. Joining me is my co-host and brother, Stan Nagula.
1: Hello, and in this episode we're going to talk about James Bond and giving you what our favourites, our recommendations, Bonds to avoid and even some facts and trivia along the way.
0: Yeah, we've made it to episode two. We said in the last one we didn't know if we would, mm-hmm. but here we are. We've had some great positive feedback. Yep. We In the last episode, we noticed we were talking about James Bond a lot. Every single time we were talking about something that had nothing to do with James Bond, we'd find a way to bring it in somehow. So we thought it'd be a nice progression to do that in this episode. Also, I've had quite a lot of people requesting for the James Bond episode. I was saying, what episode do you want to hear next? And a lot of people said, James Bond, please. Really? Yeah. I was actually quite surprised by that. Even some people are saying, I'm not even a James Bond fan. But I want to hear you two talk about it because you clearly you have a lot of banter around it.
1: Yeah, especially my Sean Connery impression. That was quite. Your good, impressions went down really well, you know. Did they? Yeah, I'm glad. People liked your Ewan McGregor. Did they? Hmm. I thought that was quite annoying. I did.
0: No, I thought it was quite good. I put it onto my story and went, "Is this Ewan McGregor or Stanley?" And some people did reply and say, "Well, it's Ewan McGregor." It's like, no, 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 It's Stanley. What other impression did you do? Did Sean Connery? Did Sean
1: Connery? You did Arnie. Arnie.
0: I did my awful George Lucas, which we will never be hearing again.
1: No, I also did Scotland. Scottish, that yeah. Was, that yeah. was not good, though, was it? No, that was
0: not the best one in the episode. Quite embarrassing, wasn't it? But maybe my Jar Jar Binks was slightly more embarrassing.
1: No, I thought that was actually quite good. Me <laughs> should <laughs>
0: Okay, so in this episode, like Stanley said, we're going to be talking about our memories of James Bond, our favourites. That will include our favourite Bonds, our movies, villains, etc, etc. We're talking about our recommendations. If you're new to the franchise and you don't really know, I think it's a good way if we can say, here's a film to check out. This is something that can get you into the franchise. Likewise, if you're new or veteran fan, whatever you want to call yourself... Secret agent. I don't know what Bond fans call themselves. It's quite cheesy, isn't oh, it's it? It's quite cheesy. Your Doctor Who fans call themselves like Whovians.
1: They don't call themselves agents, do they? And Star, Trek's call them, Star Trek
0: fans call themselves Trekkies. Do Bond fans go, I'm a secret agent? Double O and then like the
1: birthday or something. No. <laughs> <It's> not, that's <laughs> that's really bad. That is really bad. I hope they don't.
0: I hope they don't. I don't want to start something either.
1: Yeah, don't don't call yourself secret
0: agents because... It's, it's awful. Like, it's really cheesy. and No one wants that. Terrible. We'll be giving you our recommendations, but we'll also be giving you ones to avoid. Because there's, I think, 24 or 25 Bond films now?
1: Yeah, there's some really highs and there's some really lows. There are some
0: great ones and there are some that aren't brilliant. Mm-hmm. So we'll be explaining which ones we think are good. But of course, everything is subjective. We might think something's really good. You might think it's really bad. We might say something's really bad. You might think it's really good. One of my overrated films is often classed as num- the number one best James Bond film. But more on that one later for that hot take. And of course, we can't talk Bond without talking Bond songs. We cannot. That's quite hard to say, that is Bond songs. Bond,
1: Bond songs.
0: There's too much on-on going on, isn't there? Mm. Bond on-on. songs. Okay, so of course, James Bond is a movie franchise. It's one of the fourth highest-grossing movie franchises of all time, alongside Star Wars, Harry Potter and the MCU. They are based on books written by Ian Fleming. The first one was published in 1953, which was Casino Royale. There have been two versions of this film, of course, the famous Daniel Craig one, and of course, the other one was the unofficial Peter Sellers one, and I think 1967, It's just a spoof of the James Bond films. We have seen that one. Do you remember it?
1: I don't remember it, now. It's
0: like, it's Casino Royale, but it's Peter Sellers, obviously does Pink Panther. Mm-hmm. It's really 60s, like a proper psychedelic imagery and stuff.
1: I want to see this now. I don't remember it at all. Really?
0: We have we have seen it. I do remember I'm watching sure we it. have. I do remember watching it, but I think because it's not an official James Bond film, we were always just like, "No, I don't want to, don't want to watch that one." Same with like Never Say Never Again. You know, when Sean Connery came back no, in the eighties, he's 80s. really old. Isn't it, he's yeah. really old. Obviously, the title of that one, Never Say Never Again, is because he said he wouldn't never play James Bond again. Well, so they yeah. were like, "Never Say Never," again, and came back and did another one, which is I think it's like a remake of Thunderball or You Only Live Twice. One of those ones. It's like a remake of one of those films. I'm not quite sure which one, which one. It's not good. It's really not good. Anyway, for, as for official James Bond films, the first one was, of course, Dr. No, released in 1962. I watched it recently. I'm watching all the James Bond films back at the moment. ITV4 is showing them. I'm up to Thunderball. Which one's after that? Um, you Only Live Twice. You Live Twice. That should be recorded soon. And then it's On a Majesty's Secret Service, then Diamonds Are Forever, then Live and Let Die. I think we can say we've been like Bond fans for like the majority of our life. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, definitely. Because if we're thinking like Cena Royale... Was released in 2006. You know, we were watching the classic Bond films. I think before that, Mm. they always used to be on on like Sunday afternoons on ITV4 or something, didn't they? Yeah. I actually really miss that. Like just Sunday afternoon, you'd have your roast dinner, sit down, watch a Bond film. Very
1: British. It's so
0: British. But it's brilliant, isn't it? So it's like we've always known them, just like in our psyche. We've watched the films tens of thousands Thousands of times. times. Slight exaggeration, but. You know, I think we've seen them all at least like three times
1: minimum. At least, yeah, definitely.
0: Whether it's Connery, Moore, Lazenby, Brosnan, Dalton, Dalton or Craig. Craig. yeah. We've seen those films so many times. Do you remember as well the thing that you always, you've always had a go at me for? Which was when we were in, I think it was Asda, and we were buying the Jim's Bond box sets. And we were yep. either, we could either choose from the gold box set or like the red box set. Yeah. And I can't think what the other films were in the red box set. I remember Live and Let Die was one of them. Yeah. But it was up to me and I said the golden box set mm-hmm. for Goldfinger, Man with the Golden Gun and *Golden Eye*. Three brilliant films. Yeah. But he always had a go at me for that one because yep. he was like, I wanted Live and Let Die.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, I still don't forgive you for that because the other box set I always thought was a lot better.
0: I'm going to Google what the other ones actually were in that box because obviously Live and Let Die, I mean, that is one of the best if not the best one of the best bond films and we'll go into that one in a second.
1: If you don't get me wrong I mean I think Man with the Golden Gun and Goldeneye are two very not Goldeneye Goldfinger are two very uh classic bond films but I think I
0: mean Goldeneye is as well. Goldeneye is brilliant. That's the one with Sean Penn, Sean Penn. Sean, Penn. Sean, Sean Pen. Bean Sean Be- Bean. 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 It's well, like that's one... a brilliant film, that is. It's the
1: one with you... with the Lex.
0: Uh no, I don't think so. Sure. Pretty I I long long I'm sure. I'll do that separately. Still googling what else was in this box set. That's uh, called the- Triple Agent. It's called the Triple Agent box set. So that's the gold one. That's a cool name for a box set in it. Triple mm. Agent. Oh, hi, there's the red one. It's called Ultimate. It's just called Ultimate Red. That one had Doctor No, Live and Let Die, and Die Another Day.
1: See, I, I, I prefer that one.
0: See, because I re- I watched Doctor No recently, and I've not seen that one for a long time. Like I really couldn't really remember <laughs> what happened in it. Obviously, I mean Doctor No, you can't forget with his wooden hands. But uh, I enjoyed that one. Live like and Let Die is, of course, a classic. One of the best. Die Another Day is quite an interesting one. That's the one with Zhao and Gustav Graves and yeah, the yeah. Ice Hotel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I really like it, but it's often seen as one of the worst ones. Because they say it's so over the top. Because it's the one with the invisible car and that laser that's supposed to like use the power of the sun to wipe out whole cities and mm-hmm. stuff. But I really like it because it's like it's over the top, but it's enjoyable and it's not boring. You know, you can get these over the top action films that are just boring because it's just like explosion, explosion. But die another day. It's fun to watch.
1: Think it was Pingers- James Bond. you want it to be over the top. I mean, yeah, because it's it's such a like ridiculous yeah.
0: situation. You know, there's one man taking on like entire organizations with a suitcase that has a little tear gas compartment and a mm, little knife exactly. that comes out the side or something while he's there doing these little. One-liners and raising an eyebrow when he's got all these gadgets and cars and stuff. Is
1: that
0: Dying of the Day the one with Halle Berry in it? I think so. I watched it not that long ago. I think I watched it sometime last year. I really enjoy that film. I do. A View to a Kill is the lowest rated on Rotten Tomatoes. But people see Dying of the Day is the worst one.
1: A View to a Kill, that's the one with...
0: Grace Jones and
1: Christopher Walken. See, I like that one.
0: People's complaint with that one is because Roger Moore's so old in it. Because he's 57. He's Mm. 57 in that, so he's pushing 60. Yeah. And you can see, like, in all the stunts, it's not him. In all the bits when he's, like, supposed to be, like, flirting with the ladies, they're, like, like 40 years younger than him. Mm. Well, not 40 years. That would make them 17. That makes it a bit questionable. More wow. like 30 years younger than him. But I, people... I think it's quite good. But I really... I like that one, yeah, yeah. I do. I really like that one. But people say that's not Moore's best.
1: I wouldn't say it's his best, but definitely not the worst out of all the Bond films.
0: No, no. I wouldn't say so.
1: There's a lot worse.
0: Before we get to that... Do you want to say what your favourites are? Do you have a list or something? I
1: have a list. I have a top five Top list. five, okay. Again. So I'm going to go from five down to one. Okay. So number five. May not be a popular choice. A bit controversial probably. But I I put Quantum of Solita there.
0: That is controversial. Because alongside Die Another Day and View to Kill guess which one is seen as one of the worst? Yeah, Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace. But I really
1: like that one. with The opening scene and his... I think he driving an Audi or something. It's really quite good opening fight scene. You know, I genuinely don't remember anything about Quantum of Solace. Really,
0: I like that one. I like the theme song,
1: Jack White and Alicia yep. Keys.
0: But honestly, couldn't tell you who the villain... I remember the, the end when they're in that factory and there's all explosions going mm. off. Why they're in a factory, God knows. I don't remember anything about Quantum of Solace. I really don't.
1: I think, it's, I think it's actually better than Casino Royale. Oh, that's a hot take. Casino Royale is very slow to get to get going. You have that opening chase scene. It goes a bit dull for about an hour. Whereas Quantum of Solace is kind of constantly action, 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 which is what you want with a Bond film. you know. And the Quantum of Solace is the one when they're chasing through the streets. They're in like Spain or somewhere, and there's that big festival going on. Yeah, that rings a bell. That's actually. The one. Is
0: that the one where they go up that big tower, and then he pushes him off and he gets tangled in all the wires and stuff? Yeah, and he
1: turns around and shoots him from the. Yes, floor. that's it. That is a
0: good scene, actually. So, so I think it's one of the best, one of Daniel Craig's best ones. I mean, it's in
1: your top five favourites yep. of the lot, so.
0: You only come here for controversial opinions, people. And that's one of them.
1: And number four another controversial one i put a view to a kill there but I, I
0: i genuinely as we said just now i do genuinely like that film
1: so do i i think i think grace jones and christopher walken together they're quite good i think it makes a good film isn't that that's one of the paris isn't it got the eiffel tower yeah yeah it is that's just an iconic scene i mean
0: i love i mean i do love the like plot descriptions i mean because view to a kill right Max Zorin, a menacing microchip manufacturer, develops a scheme to exterminate all of his Silicon Valley competitors. Now it is up to James Bond, Agent 007, to put an end to the maniac's lethal plot. Isn't that brilliant? Brilliant, that is. But yeah, they're looking at Rotten Tomatoes, 36%. It deserves more than that. 40% audience score. I mean, I do like this film. The Bond song as well, Duran Duran, yeah. one of my favourites. Mm-hmm. Look, I mean, look at Roger Moore. He does look old.
1: Yeah, but you can't judge a film on the age of a. Of an act, can okay.
0: No, I know, but it is, it's it's sort of like you know we were saying in never say never again. It doesn't really work because Sean Connery looks so old. So people always say like, why is it James Bond supposed to be that's youthful? Yeah, that is. He, it's like I do like the film, but if I have to accept accept a criticism of it, I will say you know maybe Roger Moore should have not done it. But then uh, the film works because of Roger yeah. Moore, doesn't it? It's a hard thing to say. Maybe he's too old. But also, Roger Moore is like it's it's just it, his charm and yeah. the eyebrow raise and everything that just makes it work.
1: And you guys got to remember it is a, just a film at the end of the day. He's <laughs> not actually a...
0: Yeah, he's not actually a secret that... agent. He can do it because the hmm. script tells him he can. At number three, you're going to be even more controversial.
1: Number three is Live and Let Die. Of course. Another brilliant one.
0: That's going to be number one on a lot of people's
1: lists, definitely. isn't it? Yeah, definitely. That's
0: Roger Moore's first. So you've just mm-hmm. gone from Roger Moore's last, to Roger Moore's first, and it's like that's just, it's just it's just one of those. Do you know you just remember bits of it, like the bit when he j- runs across those crocodiles yeah. on that lake, There's or that. just Baron Samadai, or the bit with the snake in his—is it snake in his bed? Yeah, yeah. And the uh, policeman in the, the proper, yeah, hillbilly, one. hillbilly, yeah, proper American policeman. Isn't
1: that the one when he's in that weird kind of? Karate China place. And he breaks out, doesn't he? It might be. I do believe Or it is. might be Man
0: with a Golden Gun.
1: Because now he breaks. I think he breaks out of there and then he's on the chase. That's where the policeman is, isn't he? He's in Man with a Golden Gun as well, though.
0: Here's the scene. Man with a Golden Gun. Oh. But yeah. Live and Let Die. That's just... It's just... A, I'm looking forward to getting onto that one in my rewatch. Mm. It's a classic. It is. That's, it's a seriously good one, that is. It's...
1: I'd say Roger Moore's best. number. Mm. What number was that? Number three, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, number, number two. Now. Number two, Goldfinger. Of course, classic Sean Connery, the best Bond in my opinion. This is this is that the the go-to film if you want to get into Bond, watch Goldfinger. Yeah, and that's it's... the one.
0: The section we're saying about our recommendations or stuff. I mean, really, if you've never seen a Bond film before, or if you've only seen the Daniel Craig ones, mm-hmm. the one you need to watch to get into Bond or just to give the franchise a go. Is it's goldfinger, goldfinger. Yeah, it's got every single thing that sums up the bond films it's got the cool gadgets it's got like three iconic villains you've got goldfinger odd job and pussy galore all in one film i mean felix leiter's in it as well yeah. who's obviously is like cia friend you've got the big attack on the big base at the end which is Typical of all those Bond films at that time. They always ended in a big battle and a base at the end, didn't they? It's got great car chases. It's got multi- It's got a few Bond girls in it. You know, you've got the... Oh, I can't think what her name is now. But you know the one who gets turned into gold? That's yep. obviously an iconic mm-hmm. scene, that is. That's the first appearance of the Aston Martin. Yeah, Which, of course, is referenced in numer- numerous Bond films that came after. It's also the Bond film that has the, one of my favourite openings of all Bond films. Which I was talking to you about it recently. Mm-hmm. But when he's in his scuba suit, and he's swimming through the sea, (laughs) climbs up onto the shore, unzips the scuba suit, and he's got a perfectly dry tuxedo underneath.
1: Only in James
0: Bond. Only in James Bond.
1: But yeah, I just think that's one of the best. I would say it's my favourite, but I think...
0: But there is a number one spot. There is a
1: number one. The Number one spot is another gold one, and it's Man with the Golden Gun. Man with Gun.
0: the Golden Gun. Again, you've got a really controversial five, you know. If you had Die Another Day in there, people would say that's the most controversial top five you you've in your life. Because Man with the Golden Gun is another panned film. Like yeah. When it came out, people were like, what is this film? Roger Moore took a hit. like His confidence took a hit from it. People do not like that film. But... It's one of my favorites. It used to be my number one, but then I rethought my list and stuff. But it did used to be on number one. You have you, got Christopher Lee, Count Dooku, Amazing, Count guy. Dracula. He's the villain. Scaramanga with the three nipples. Yeah, he's got his golden gun. Mm-hmm. He's you know great. He puts it together, doesn't it? Isn't it? What a pen, a cigarette box. He just screws Some them all together. Like that, yeah, you've got the island at the end. Mm-hmm. You know the island in real life. It's actually called James Bond Island now because okay, people yeah. just go there and they go, "Oh, this is James Bond Island." Mm-hmm. So they've just renamed it James Bond
1: Island. Rightly so as well. And also that film, it's, I think it's the one we've probably watched the most. And I, probably. And I have the most memories of it. One of the best scenes in that is when he fights the sumo wrestler, the massive fat sumo wrestler. Yeah, forgot about that bit. And that's one of the best James Bond scenes ever, in my opinion. You can't beat that, can you? Got Nick Knack yeah. in it. Yeah, a little small man. It's hard as nails. I mean, it's, it? it's
0: just, you know, that's funny when he, they're on that boat at the end. And James Bond's way of defeating Nick Knack, not to, you know, kill him. You know, there's actually only one death in that film. I found that out recently. I thought it was quite interesting. There's only one death. And that is, well, spoiler alert, Scaramanga. Oh, but obviously. obviously. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he doesn't kill Nick knack He doesn't do some big elaborate plot to defeat him. What does he do? Locks him in a suitcase. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just James... <laughs> it's James Bond, but it's Roger Moore's James Bond. Mm. Just, you know, I don't think... You know, imagine if Daniel Craig did that now. You, you know, can't do that, when No that. Time to Die comes out. Imagine Nick knack runs at him and he just puts him in a suitcase. And mm-hmm. he would be like... What? But well, that's just so Roger Moore.
1: The thing about Roger Moore is that he, he just just—he's got everything that like, you want from James Bond. He's got the—he's got the moves. He's got the grooves. <laughs> he's got—he's got the swag that you need, and he's got the kind of charm.
0: Yeah, because that's the thing. That's the what really makes James Bond unique, you know. Because there's so many spy and espionage films out there. Yeah, and obviously another high notable one is obviously Jason Bourne. I mean, yeah, people generally put them in the same category. James Bond, Jason Bourne, even got the same initials. But it's like James Bond, you know, it's so British, and you've got that just the it's those it's the one-liners and that just the cheek that he has, mm. and it's just that that charm. You don't have that in any other any in any other film. spy films. Even Daniel Craig, you know, who's the, supposed to be the gritty mm-hmm. Bond, he still does it. You know, he's mm. so, so they want a line here and there that's just like you, just, you know, just brings a smile to your face. I was talking about this the other day, again in Goldfinger at the start when he has that fight with the guy in his room pushes him into the bath then drops a toaster into the bath so the guy gets electrocuted you know if that was jason Bourne or something big fight just leave the room not james bond yes to just adjust his tie and shocking and then he leaves
1: <laughs> that's just brilliant that that's is brilliant only in james bond again yeah do you do gonna get away with that in James another, Bond.
0: another one of our favorites is um again i think it's man with a golden gun actually this one is the belly dance belly dancer mm-hmm. when she has the like the yeah. diamond in her belly button and then it falls out or something and she goes, Oh, I've lost my charm. Then he just goes, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. <laughs> That's another brilliant oh, line, brilliant. isn't it? Brilliant. Or as we were saying once as we were trying to quote that film and we went, I wouldn't say that love and we made James mm, yeah. Bond something northern, didn't we? Yeah. that should be a new film. Northern the James. Northern Bond. James Bond when he's all like, I've lost my charm. I wouldn't say that love. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have the same ring to it, does it?
1: No. But yeah, Man with the Golden Gun.
0: The is your number one. It's my number one. It's quite amazing. So you've got Quantum of Solace, Man with the Golden Gun, and View to Kill, all in your top five. All three of which are seen as some of the worst James Bond films. But like you, I like those ones. I do. I
1: love the ones. I think I kind of like the over-the-top bonds because you don't want it to be realistic, do you? You know what I mean? No, no. You like.
0: I mean, Casino Royale is good. Yeah, we've seen it billions of times, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't say that's an exaggeration. To be perfectly no. honest, I do really like Casino Royale. But it's one of those things I feel like I've seen it too many times. Definitely. So maybe I need to li- let it rest for a few years before I can then watch it again. But what is great about that one is it is really gritty. Do you know the opening scene when it's in black and, black white? and white? Yeah, in the toilet. He's fighting that guy in that toilet and he just smashes him to pieces. Mm-hmm. That is a great scene because that's obviously like James Bond's. You know, it's not been, there's not been a James Bond film for a few years. You know, if you can like categorise like if you had to compare James Bond to, like Doctor Who or something, classic James Bond is shot Connery to Brosnan. Yeah. I then Daniel Craig's very much like new James Bond, isn't it? A new era, yeah. Because it's just so different, but mm. it is really gritty, and that is it's great, and it works, and it works for Casino Royale. But you don't really want that with every film, do you? No. Which is why you know in like Spectre or something, whatever you want to say about that one, they brought back the opening barrel. They brought back like a male M. They just really took it, took it back to oh, the uh,
1: classic years. Yeah
0: you back to basics, basically,
1: because you don't really want it to be realistic. Because if, if,
0: if it was realistic,
1: it'd just be like every other action film yeah. out there, and it wouldn't really be what it is. You want the you want the little silly gadgets, and the
0: and the over the top villains, yeah, and the uh... as well, Like I mean, like Scaramanga, obviously, is a great villain. Why you know? But James Bond had to be the one to go. Let's give him three nipples, exactly. Why? Well, it's just to make him a James Bond villain, and it adds adds to it. And I think it's quite interesting. I mean, it's most. Most Bond films are based on Ian Fleming's books. Mm. There are some that aren't. License to Kill, Goldeneye, Tomorrow Never Dies, The World Is Not Enough, Skyfall, Spectre, and No Time to Die. They're the only ones that aren't based on books. Interesting though, although Goldeneye isn't based on a book, the house that Ian Fleming used to live in was called Goldeneye. So that's where that name comes from. But it's like most most of the Bond films are based on the books. Ian Fleming's books anyway. You know, that has got to be, I mean I've never I've never read James Bond film book, admittedly, so I don't know how similar they are. But I mean, they all follow the same structure,
1: so really a lot of it's got to come from that, hasn't it? Definitely, and I think you can't go wrong with Bond films. So what are your uh, top Bond films then? We don't really have an order for this, but I mean, we've just
0: covered them now, but Live and Let Die would be in there, mm-hmm. potentially even at number one. I've, I'd thought i also say Goldfinger is another favourite. It's also contender for number one, mm-hmm. it really is, because I just think it's just such like the typical, this is James Bond, Goldfinger, It's the only way to describe it. It's got everything you want in that
1: film, hasn't it?
0: I would also, I would also put Man with a Golden Gun in my top five, whatever people want to say, I would put that in my top five. Spy Who Loved Me has got to go in there as well. That's a classic, that one. That's one of the best. Who's the the villain in that? Jaws, isn't it? Is that
1: the one on the cable
0: car? It's one with cable cars. That's
1: a classic, then.
0: But I loved me. First thing I think of is that cable car scene. Mm So it's the one where, because he's a naval officer, isn't he, James Bond? So it's also one where he's in the submarine. I think it's a submarine or a boat or something. Oh no! Yeah. Do you remember come back it to me now? Yeah, yeah. That's a really, I really like Spy Love Me. That's a really good, good one. one. How many? How many's that? Goldfinger, Live and Let Die, Man with the Golden Gun, Spy Love Me. Notice there's three Roger Moore ones there. Yeah, he's your favourite. So soon me talk about who's our favourite Bonds. I wonder who mine's going to be. Uh, for a fifth one. For a fifth one, I think I'm going to have to go with the Pierce Brosnan one. Oh. You know what? I'm going to say I'm going to say Goldeneye. Goldeneye. I'm going to put that on the record now. Number number five. I'd probably say you know fit number five. If I had to rank it, this would be number five. But would be Goldeneye. I think that is just such a brilliant film. And I think Piers Brosnan is a really underrated Bond.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, but I don't think he's a good Bond, but the films he did weren't very good.
0: I think what we noticed. So, the, what I was remembering obviously must be something we've like established a few years ago or something, but like, he's got two really good ones and two, two really not so great ones. ones. That's yeah. the general thing that I've got in my head. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, Goldeneye is the one with her uh, from X Men in. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. That makes it even better, then, because she's a great character. She is. Right, Weird so character, like so. but a great character. But yeah, it's the one with Sean Bean. Not Sean Penn. Sean Bean. Seen Bean. He used to live near our grandma, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Interesting fun fact for you. GoldenEye Eyes also the one. Do you remember when he, he jumps off the dam? Yeah. At the start. That's an it? iconic scene as well. GoldenEye is a really good one. It's one it's one I'm really looking forward to watching again. Before making this, I was looking at a lot of, you know, general consensus to see what people think yeah. of Bond films. And it's seen as one of the top five best. I saw one list in particular where a person ranked it as their number one favourite. So that's why, do you know, going back to that box set, that's why I want, yeah. that's why I wanted it because Goldfinger is the typical James Bond yeah. film. Goldeneye is a like a guilty pleasure sort of one. Uh, gold, Man with a Golden Gun, rather. And Golden is just one that's just like, it's so good.
1: I do like that film, but I think I personally never really. I mean, I like that. I like, like I like pretty much all the Bond films, but that one I didn't really kind of. It's not a very memorable one for you. No. Yet. I didn't really vibe with it, if you know what I mean.
0: Obviously, we've talked Die Another Day and we've talked Golden Eye. Golden Eye. They're also, yeah, actually two mm. of my favourite Bond themes as well. Dun, 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 dun.
1: Da, da. Da, da. That's like
0: a tune I sing quite regularly, isn't it? Dun, 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 it just comes into my head. That's just a. I think it's a. Like... That's my TV And Die Another Day, whatever you want to say about the film, song's great. It's Madonna. Camp is a camp song. You know the bit when she goes, Sigmund Freud analyze this that's such a cheesy (laughs) lie it's a camp line but it's a good song that one
1: so your number one Bond film is
0: live and let die Mm. but after watching goldfinger the other week it's really close i don't know if i want to put one on the record as my number one favorite
1: uh that's what i was kind of like because it's like although i really like goldfinger because it is the kind of go-to Bond film it's it's probably the best but not my favorite
0: yeah we said that in the last um episode didn't we we said we make a distinction between best and favorite to me goldfinger is easily the best bond film Mm -hmm. easily no no question but probably my favorite is live and let die Mm -hmm. so if i if i had to rank top five as you did i could probably only do top four with joint first place yeah so that would be number four is golden eye Mm -hmm. no actually no i'm gonna switch it around number four is spy love me Mm
1: -hmm.
0: number three is golden eye number two is the other one i said Man with the Golden Gun, and then joint first place would be Goldfinger and Never Let Die. No, this podcast is designed to be like a sort of recommendation for people. I mean, James Bond is a big franchise, so a lot of people listening to this will know of these films. If you've probably not seen them, you'd probably know the name Goldfinger. You know, you might know the song. Obviously, Shirley Bassey, iconic. Goldfinger. Mm -hmm. you That's something outside Mm -hmm. of your mouth, don't you? Yeah. He's a man, the man with the mightest touch. She did quite a few, didn't she? She yeah, did Goldfinger and Diamonds Are Forever. Forever. But, forever. I mean, diamonds Are Forever. That is a great film. I've not seen that one for a while, but that one is a great film, obviously. But that's, that's, the one, um, that's the one, but that's the one with that scene that we can't really talk about in 2020. You know, the one where they turn Sean Connery Japanese? Oh. That's controversial, that is. But, you know, they give him bushy eyebrows. and I mean, he had bushy eyebrows anyway, but they give him bushy eyebrows mm. and have squinted his eyes. That is like a oh, we don't talk about that scene now.
1: But even Doctor No, that's a bit. Even Doctor No, yeah.
0: I noticed that recently because they were going, Doctor No's Chinese and I was looking at him going, that's a white man. Yeah. And I thought, oh. But it's, it was the 60s, you know. That, that makes it kind yeah, of Yeah, that's it the is. thing. It's, there's a lot of people that watch old, old films and they'll go, oh, that's not very PC. We should ban that or something.
1: Do you know what I mean?
0: It's like, you know, I really like my old 1930s horror films. When I was talking about those with people on my degree, I'd be like, the women in the films don't really have anything to do. They're just there to scream. People go, oh, that hasn't aged well, has it? And I'm like, yeah, but it's from from that time. What did you expect? They're not going to be like strong female characters. That's not going to happen. It's like something like Bond. People criticise the Bond girls or something. But if you think about it from the time, you just have to accept it, really. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and it kind of um, kind of captures a point in time as well.
0: It's a time capsule, isn't it? Mm. What were we saying before this section? Shirley Bassey.
1: Shirley Bassey. The other one
0: she did is, um, Just like the moon, Raker goes...
1: If you're
0: talking over-the-top films, that's an over-the-top one, isn't yeah,
1: it? Yeah, when we were researching for this and stuff, I was going through some couple of websites, and that, was, that wasn't a very rated film. That was quite low.
0: Was it? I mean, I'm not... I don't know if it includes the Daniel Craig ones, because I assume they have quite high budgets. But something I saw said it's the James Bond film, the highest budget. Because something I found was quite interesting, uh, doing a bit of research for this episode, was the end of The Spy Who Loved Me, if you watch that now, every Bond film ends with Bond will return in, and it gives you the next film. So at the end of Spy Who Loved Me, it says Bond will return in for your eyes only. But because Star Wars came out after um, Spy Who Loved Me, they were like, hurry Moonraker up. We want the one in space. Yeah. So although it says for your eyes only uh, is the next one, Moonraker is the actually next one to be released. I'm actually quite interested in that. Do you want to talk about favourite Bonds now? Yes, because obviously, I mean, there's only six. This is quite easy to do a quick ranking of them. I can, I can, I can rank this one. I struggle with doing films, but I can do this one. My six. Start from number six it's a Countdown count down to number yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, I know number who your number one is. You've already mentioned it, but it's just a matter of rearranging the others.
1: Number six, is Timothy Dalton. I think this is when James Bond really went down. Downhill, to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think what I'm going
0: to do, and I'll count down mine alongside you because mm-hmm. I think they will be quite similar. Timothy Dalton's Miley's favourite as yeah. well. I mean, you know, we say that prius Brosnan had four films. Two of them are really good. Two of them are quite forgettable. I remember nothing about the Timothy Dalton ones. The only things I remember, Benicio del Toro one. Yeah, I think that's the licensed kill. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's that's his better one, but that's the only really thing I remember. it's the, guy, the one with the guy from the Goonies in as well. And mainly, the only real thing I remember about like, from the Timothy Dalton ones is who's in them. Mm. So you've got Benicio del Toro, dude, with the, from the Goonies. You've got do you know the guy who plays Salah in Indiana Jones? So we're like, hey, Indy. Oh yeah, yeah, he's in one of those, and of course Rowan Atkinson's in one as well, isn't he?
1: I think the one with Rowan Atkinson in isn't the things about I... him. Yeah, he, he did two, didn't he? Yeah, and License to Kill with Benicio del Toro and guy from the Goonies. From the Goonies, in Goonies. That's actually quite a good one. But then I think the one with Rowan Atkinson in, which other one that was.
0: You know what? I think that is a common misconception we've had because Rowan Atkinson is not in a Timothy Dalton one.
1: He's in a Pierce Brosnan one.
0: No. I've always thought... I've just Googled this now. It's quite amazing to me. Proves that we are not that familiar with this era of Bond. But I always thought Rowan Atkinson was in a Timothy Dalton one. Turns out he's in Never Say Never Again with Sean Connery. I mean, there's probably... If you are like a major Bond fan... Mind blown. You're listening to this going, yeah, Mm. I know that. But for some reason, I've always thought... Rowan is in a Timothy Dalton one.
1: What's the other Timothy Dalton one? The right other then? Timothy
0: Dalton one is The Living Daylights. 72% Rotten Tomatoes. Was rated. I just... I'm just not a fan of this one, really.
1: My number five you won't like. And It's Pierce Brosnan.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I don't agree with that one. See, uh, my number five is George Lazenby. Mm. So why did
1: you put Pierce Brosnan here? He just... It just doesn't do it for me. Is it just for the same reason really early we we're saying is We just don't really remember these don't films. don't remember them. And it's kind of... It's not really much I can say about it. It just doesn't do it, it. Yeah,
0: because it's like we were saying earlier. I mean, we do love these films. We are Bond fans, you know. We're not posers. We do know what we're talking about. But it's just like, you know, there are some films you've seen more than others. Yeah. And Pierce Brosnan actually used to be my favourite. But, you know, I can understand why he would mm. be. That You know, that's the 90s era of Bond, isn't it now? But
1: Yeah, it's just not for me. He's a good. He's a good. He's a good Bond. He's a good actor. He's but... actually
0: one of the. I sort of forget. You know, you've put him in fifth place. Are so you not a fan? But I actually forget how much I like him until I watch one of his films again. Mm. I mean, Daniel Craig is the real action Bond, but Pierce yeah. Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan did introduce a lot of those elements. Yeah. As for my number five, George Lazenby, it's just got. It means for multiple reasons. Multiple reasons. Obviously, I only had the one film, which was because Sean Connery said, "I don't want to do anymore." So they got a new Bond in, and then Sean Connery decided he did, he did want to do another one. You know, actually, they originally were intended on explaining the difference in Bond by saying that uh, James Bond got plastic surgery. Really? Yes, it's supposed to be like Sean Connery was like... <laughs> obviously, Sean Connery's <laughs> James that's Bond that's suddenly thought, I'm really vain and I want plastic surgery, and then became George Lazenby. But then at the end, they decided they weren't going ex- to explain it and thought the audience just won't notice. Mm. They did. Yeah. Oh, obviously. ended up with... George Lazenby. On Her Majesty's Secret Service is actually a really good Bond film. Mm. Yeah. You know, you've got the whole ski stuff, Blofeld's
1: in it. You've got... A, it's a great film. My number four is actually George Lazenby. Really? Yeah. I, w- I always think his film was actually... I was actually thinking putting it in, in my top five Bond films, but I really like that one. I always have done.
0: I do like the film. Obviously, this is the only Bond film where James Bond gets married as well. hmm which is an interesting thing as well. But for George Lazenby just... He doesn't quite cut it for me. I don't think he's a particularly very good actor. George Lazenby isn't a nice person, really. I don't want to get sued for this from the Lazenby... I was about to say the Lazenby estate, but I know he's still alive. I don't want to get sued or anything, but, you know, there are tales of him on set as being, you know, I am James Bond, do as I say. So, you know, that sort of taints my yeah vision of him but as I Bond. I think you
1: should... No, but I know I. It's, again, I, I don't. Tr- I don't
0: try to bring in behind-the-scenes stuff into pers- p- perspective of something. But sometimes there are times when things just do overlap.
1: I think you should really kind of separate the
0: art from the person. I know. I know. I I do tend to do that anyway. There are a lot of occasions I do separate. You know, if especially music, I can. I, there are exceptions. Some things I really. Can't I go? Oh, that person did that. Now I can't listen. I can't listen to that. Maybe it's because George Lazenby only had the one film. Mm. Maybe if he had a few, I'd be like, well, he wasn't a very nice person, but good Bond films. Maybe it's just because he had the one. Maybe it's an exception. But
1: I think he should have been given another chance. I think because I actually rate that film.
0: I mean, can you imagine if
1: he had been in Diamonds Are Forever
0: and they'd made him Japanese? That could even taint my vision of him even further, couldn't it? So, well, so your fourth spot is George Lazenby yeah, then. Your so spot. my fourth spot. See, I'm now having to, having to just quickly debate this in my head. I'm going to have to put Pierce Brosnan in fourth spot. You know, I said earlier he used to be my favourite. But I think I do really like him as a Bond. I think he's quite underrated, really. I mean, most people I can imagine most people now if you're not really familiar with Bond I imagine most people now are like Pierce Brosnan or that guy in Mohamir. Mm. I can imagine that's what most people know him from now. So I don't think he's quite underappreciated as Bond. But the reason I have to put him at fourth place is just because i just don't really remember his era i really like goldeneye as i've proved here die another day i do like however much people criticize it and tomorrow never dies is actually i remember that being quite good i just haven't seen it for a long time but world is not enough because i don't really remember it
1: Pierce Brosnan films i always think the very samey samey it's got kind of same kind of very
0: technology based yes rather than you know madman with an island and mm. three nipples or something it's
1: not very mem- memorable I'm looking.
0: For, I'm looking forward to when ITV4 shows them yeah. because I'm really, I'm really looking forward to watching these again. But I just can't put Piers Brosnan any
1: higher in this list.
0: I feel like our number threes might be the same.
1: My number three is Roger Moore.
0: Oh, it's definitely not the same then. I know my, my number three is Daniel Craig. So, what's your reason for putting Roger Moore here?
1: He's probably the best Bond.
0: Would you Would you say that? No, actually. I mean, obviously, I've said this earlier, so it's not really a spoiler alert or anything. But Roger Moore's my favourite Bond. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's the best.
1: Maybe, maybe not, but he did the best films. Consistently, Consist- best films. yeah. I and
0: mean, there are some great Roger Moore lines, though. I mean, I've, I've Googled a few now, but it's like in Man with a Golden Gun, he says, I am now aiming precisely at your groin, so speak or forever hold your peace.
1: There's things like that, that make him really good, but he's. It just
0: depends whether you yeah, like. Yeah, it's, it's if, personal. If opinion. you like the, the cheesy lines and the charm and whatever, then he can get to number one spot like he is with me. But if yeah. you, you know, if you prefer maybe more serious or a gadget emph- emphasis or just personal preference, really, then, you know. But as for my third place, Daniel Craig, it's just met merely because, you know, I like Daniel Craig's films. They are a bit hit and miss with me. I think they are overrated. And I think a lot of people who have only seen them, they go, I love Bond, but they've only seen the Daniel Craig ones. It's like, you're missing a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're getting the action hero, but you're missing a lot
1: of what James Bond's about. I mean, my number two is Daniel Craig. Yeah. Why would you put him at number two ahead of Roger Moore? Personal preference, and I think Daniel Craig just plays it really, really well. With the older Bond, it's kind of a bit cheesy, whereas Daniel Craig's more kind of serious.
0: Because it's a, it's a very different interpretation, isn't it? Mm. No two actors play Bond in the same way. No. If you did... It'd be boring.
1: It's not real. It's more realistic, although I don't really like Bond to be realistic. But you like that quality about yeah. Daniel Craig. It's believ- more believable than some of the old ones are. And it fits
0: his era. Yeah. Because if they'd made, you know, Casino Royale. Imagine Casino that opening scene of Casino
1: Royale with Roger Moore. No, you can't. That doesn't work, No, does no. It? And he looks mean as well. He looks like a secret agent.
0: Maybe that's just him being
1: miserable because he doesn't want to do the films anymore. Uh,
0: What did he say about it? I mean, he he said Skyfall would be his last. He only slit his wrists. And then he did Spectre. And he said, okay, I'll just do one more. And then he said, I'd rather slash my own wrists than do another James Bond film. And now No Time to Die is Mm. coming out.
1: But yeah, he's my number two.
0: And my number two is, of course, Sean Connery. I think he is the best Bond. Mm. I said Roger Moore's my favorite, but I think Sean Connery is the best. Watching them back at the moment, I forgot how good Sean Connery actually is. And he just has this demeanour about him. He just walks into a room. It's one of those sort of, he could be quiet, but you know that he's in charge. Or he could be straight up just being like, the name is Bond. James Bond. James Bond." And he just has this way of just, you know, all the women are falling around all over him. All Mm -hmm. the men are like, I respect you, Bond. Have a cigar and all this sort of stuff. And it's just, I don't want to say I underappreciate him or something, but I sort of underestimated and forgot how good he is. Yeah. Like even, do you know, in the opening scene, Goldfinger again, but the first time he meets Goldfinger, do you remember the scene at the holiday plaza thing? I do, yeah. And Goldfinger's playing cards games and he's got that the woman who then later gets turned into gold. She's up on the balcony with binoculars looking down at the cards so, she, so Goldfinger can win. He just comes in, sits down, takes the microphone off her, starts speaking into the microphone and is like, like telling him, like, I think you should lose this and then turns it off and stuff. Just the way he can he can do yeah. that. I feel like that's so... The Sean Connery quality of that. He just has, like, a confidence. Yeah. I really
1: like that about him. He's, he's my number one. Like you said, he's just... He is just Bond, isn't he? He's just James Bond. Yeah. That's all you can really say, about Yeah. Him. He is just he James is Bond. He is James
0: Bond. I mean, I've, I've just talked about Roger Moore, so I don't need to explain why he's at um, number one. But yeah, I don't think Sean Connery's, like, underappreciated or anything. I just think I underestimated how much I liked him. uh uh-huh. As for underappreciated, do you think there's any films that you think, this film doesn't get enough love and it really should? I mean, Quantum of Solace might be one for you. Yep,
1: I wasn't going to say to a Kill Again. I think for overrated, though, there's
0: definitely some I would say, yeah, it's good, but it's not amazing. I mean, one would be a Sean Connery one. This might, might get some heat for this one from Russia with Love. Ooh. I think, I mean, it's the definitive block bond scru- structure. That, yeah. Goldfinger has it as well, but from Russia with love is very much. That's the I think it's the first time Spectre, is it the first time Spectre is introduced, or are they mentioned in Doctor No? They might be mentioned in Doctor No. I'm not entirely sure. It's been a couple of weeks since I watched it, but you know it's the first time we really we really see Spectre. We've coming together at least. You know we've got like the the faceless figure, yeah. sort of I am Spectre. Yeah, you've got Rosa Klebb in there. Yeah, nasty Russian woman yep. with the knife in a shoe. You've got Red Grant in there. All great villains, but the film for me there is. There's like some portions of the film and like, is, is this really necessary? Like there's a bit when they go to like a gypsy camp and that lasts quite a while mm. before then just a massive shootout goes on. And I was sort of watching that thinking, mm, this doesn't feel quite needed for me. And then a lot of the ending is on that train. I mean, the fight between James Bond and Red Grant on the train is brilliant. Do you remember that scene?
1: I do actually, yeah. And, you
0: know, when he's like, he's got the case and all the tear gas comes yeah, yeah. out. And stuff. It's a great scene. But the whole, that whole thing really lasts a bit too long. Another one, again, quite controversial, but another one is Skyfall. I really think it's overrated. I- it's one of those ones I've seen it so many times and it's just, there's something about it. And I can't quite put my finger on what it is, but it just doesn't really click for me.
1: I agree with you on the sense that it's kind of, it's quite slow. It is. It's a really slow burn. Because he's, like, um, kind of washed up in it, isn't he? It's sort of James Bond in rehab, isn't it? It takes him a while to kind of come back to that kind of character, of James Bond. However, though javier bardem is one of my favorite bond villains
0: yeah but that's just for that scene where he strokes james bond's legs isn't it
1: yeah it's, it's, a, it's, a, <laughs> a, it's, a, it's a funny scene but the thing is about that is that i think it's just it's a bit creepy he manages to push james bond to you know he
0: pushes him to his limit doesn't he i mean because you know, there's this whole mystery about what skyfall means you know the house that he grew up in and stuff interesting fact is you know albert finney's character
1: yeah that was
0: originally supposed to be Sean Connery. So the idea was it was supposed to be Skyfall is the house where James Bond is going to die. Mm-hmm. The idea being James Bond is a code name, hence why there's been so many of them. Yeah, That's sort of just been disregarded.
1: Something I like to believe, and I sort of wish Sean Connery had been in Skyfall. I do agree with you on the fact that the film is kind of... There was so much hype around that film, I remember. Like, oh, Skyfall, Skyfall, this, yeah. Skyfall, that.
0: I believe it's one of the most highest grossing films of all time.
1: Just didn't hit it for me. Although I do like the villain in it.
0: Yeah. I mean, my, I mean, my favourite villain... It's actually going to be... It's going to be Scaramanga. Whatever you say about Man with Golden Gone, I do really like Scaramanga.
1: is my favourite villain as well.
0: Really? We have seem to have quite personal opinions with James Bond because we like playing the 007 Legends video game. Yeah. That scene, generally, it's a terrible game. But, you know, if you think about, like, you, know, you can play as James Bond or any of the Bond girls or random extras, but you get this whole arsenal of villi- vi- villains? villains. And there's some really good ones there.
1: Someone just don't even realise how good they are. So you kind of see them and you go, oh, who are these? Yeah. You watch the film and go, oh God, they're really quite good. But I, I agree with you, it's going manga. He's by far the best villain. Alright, like, but George is a good villain.
0: George is a great villain. I mean, obviously you've got classics like Odd Job as well with the, yeah. the throwing hat. You know, Goldf- Goldfinger. Goldfinger's great.
1: Well, another
0: interesting fact I found was actually the actor who played him had such a strong German accent. But although you can see him in the film, like, miming his words and stuff, it's a different voice over it. Mm. I thought it was quite an interesting fact, because again, his accent's too strong, and he had all his lines dubbed. He's a great villain. Who else is there? Baron Summerdie from Live and Let Die.
1: Yeah, I always think Mac Zorin. Mac Zorin, yeah, he's Walken, a good Walken, that's quite Crystal good.
0: Christopher Walken. So many iconic villains, isn't there? We mentioned it earlier, we've talked about it throughout, but how can you talk Bond without talking about the songs? It's nice. such an iconic piece of the, the film. Mm-hmm. I mean, every film has a song, except Doctor No. It obviously just has the brilliant, it's brilliant 60s opening. Loads of flashing effects and stuff. Then the iconic gun barrel as well. Interestingly though, you know, every Bond obviously has the gun barrel sequence. Yeah, Sean Connery's doesn't actually have Sean Connery in it. No. It's so a stuntman.
1: The hat. In a, in a hat, yeah. yeah.
0: Do you have a definitive ranking, or do you just want to talk about some of your favourite ones? I do
1: have a definitive list of my favourite Bond songs.
0: Same about Bond songs, so
1: it's not always like the same kind of...
0: I mean, obviously, you've had artists do Wonderful more than one. Yeah. Saying that, I can only think of Shirley Bassey. Yeah, you can go from anything from, you know, your old-timey... From Russia with love. Mm-hmm. And obviously, No Time to Die is done by Billie Eilish. William Eilash. Mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I'll go through my top five, then. Okay. Number five, a modern one, and it's another way to die. Jack White, obviously off the white stripes. And Alicia Keys. Of Alicia Keys. Yep. My number four is, is is the new one, No Time to Die. And then my number three is The Living Daylights by Aha. Uh-huh.
0: Set your hopes up way too high.
1: Living Day-nots. in the way we Dude. die. My number two is you know my name, Chris Cornell. And number one is View to a Kill by Run. Okay, so you know, I've just done this list now while
0: you've been talking. Because I didn't really have a definitive top five, but you know, I've tried to make one for purposes of this. Before I go into my number five, I'm gonna have to do an honourable mention, like Watch Mojo. Yep. And that'll be for Thunderbolt.
1: Tom Jones. The Tom Jones
0: one. It's not in my top five, but I just thought I know I have to mention this one. This may be the final fun fact of this episode, but Johnny Cash was actually supposed to do the original Thunderball song. And part of me is like, obviously, I'm a really big Johnny Cash fan. So I'm like, I would have liked him to do that song. But then I'm glad with what we got. The song is actually on, like, Spotify and YouTube. You can actually go check it out. It's a good song, but I do prefer Tommy Jones. So for my actual top five, I've talked about this film a lot in this podcast. More than I thought I would. I didn't realise how much I liked it until we started reminiscing about ones we don't really remember and whatever. Goldeneye, Tina Turner. Number four, that's one we were talking about earlier, is Aha! Living Daylights. Mm-hmm. Number three, this was your number one, wasn't it? A View to a Kill. Yeah. Duran Duran. Number two, one you didn't mention. I'm quite surprised you didn't actually. Live and Let Die. Paul McCartney is, you know, not the most well liked man in the world. No. He's got a lot of haters out there, especially in his wings period of music. Mm-hmm. Band on oh. the Run. Yeah. And um, Simply Having wonderful christmas time
1: yeah i actually got that part There.
0: do you remember when we watched we watched all the shrek films back not long ago do you remember that really random scene yeah, is yeah. It in shrek 3 mm-hmm. when it, <laughs> that, that funeral Then yeah. randomly all those frogs just can't start sing. singing yeah, live yeah. and let die yeah. we've done really made us laugh because you we like what is this mm-hmm. what does yeah. this even mean but yeah that's my number two number one i mean this comes as no surprise chris cornell you know my name as we are coming to the end of this podcast now. Mm-hmm. To take away from this, if you are a veteran fan, then you've just got our humble opinion of it. But if you are new to James Bond and you have only ever seen Daniel Craig films or never seen any, the thing you could take away from this is go check out Goldfinger. Definitely. Have a look at Sean Connery's James Bond films. Mm-hmm. Have a look at Roger Moore's James Bond films. There's something for everyone, isn't there? Yeah. But that brings us to the end. Episode two. Episode two is done. Hopefully, it'll be in episode three. Yeah. It will be one. If you think Spectre is a crap film, or View to a Kill or Quantum of Solace or what else do we say Man with the Golden Gun if you think they're crap films you're entitled to that opinion I feel free to tell us yeah debate with us That'd be quite good. Message us. T- say, I don't like content solace. Here's why.
1: Maybe even mention
0: it on the podcast. Maybe. We may even do a future James Bond episode where we bring people in and yeah. say, You've got differing differing opinions. Let's talk. But we can't have future episodes unless we get the support that we need. You know, I'm launch I'm going to launch a YouTube channel soon. You can find this podcast on there. You can find us of course on Anchor FM, which is where this podcast is, that goes out everywhere onto Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and of course on Spotify. Share it. Tell your friends. Tell your family don't tell your dogs as we established last week but this has been beyond the years do you have any final closing remarks any shout outs you want to give
1: I'd like to give a shout out to the uh, Foos United football team it's been a good one so I have been Aidan Gula I've been standing Gula thank you for listening and goodbye Oh, nah.
0: Lessons to kill The name Shabond James Bond. <laughs>